Taser from Taser Time Radio. Current Miss Exotic Wisconsin. I won Best Lakes four times last year. And you are on the Atomic Podcast, where Ephraim blows up the news on a verbal scale. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Ephraim Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where we blow up the news on a variable scale. I am your host, Ephraim Guzman. My guest today, she is the adult entertainer, the phenomenon, Cynthia Taser. Cynthia, what is up? How are you doing, girl? I'm doing awesome. Just got back from a weekend and news are popping. Um, got to hang out with, uh, so it's, like, we're basically like family, like, we compete against each other, but that one weekend out of the year, man, like, we're comp- we're helping each other compete against each other, it's, it's, it's beautiful, so oh. I just got home from that, and I'm like, still super pumped, ready to get, ready to get rocking. Yeah, and your home is Peoria, Illinois, correct? Peoria, Illinois, I'm actually Miss Exotic Wisconsin for 2016, so until, until next month, until next month when someone takes my title. Oh, I Miss Exotic Wisconsin, it's so weird because living in Wisconsin, there's nothing exotic happening in Wisconsin. Well, I guess where I'm at though, so, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you some places in Wisconsin, I can tell you that too, um, the last time I went up there, apparently there's. Before I got, before I even bring this out of my mouth, we're like um, unregulated, regulated, right? Yes, you can say whatever you want, no filter. I just want to make sure because I'm like, do I have to filter myself for the first time in my life? Last <laughs> <laughs> time I was in Wisconsin, I'm eating at the Iron Buffalo Saloon, which is in like uh, Mechanicsville off of Highway K. It's in the middle of nowhere, but I'm telling you, if you go there on a Saturday, you literally have to wait like two hours for a pizza if you don't call it in in advance. Like they have some killer food. The pizza is the one everybody goes for the pizza. Well, it's like let's, a in the middle of nowhere, but they were telling me that there's a testicle festival up there. A testicle? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? They eat walnuts. Like, I'm like, how did I not know about that? But there's definitely exotic shit happening in Wisconsin, too. Well, I'm saying you would be the person to ask about that because I had no idea there's like a testicle festival. Never, And it rhymes, too. That's the creepy shit about it. Like, whoa, you know? Eating balls down the street from us. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> right, salty balls, sweaty balls. You know. <laughs> um. So, how was how was life in Peoria for you? Um, like growing up, how was your childhood like? Um. Actually, I did not. <laughs> I was raised. I was born in like a little small town called Macomb, Illinois, which is the Western Illinois University. Is that's like basically the only thing in the town is the college. Mm-hmm. But um, like I came from a family who studied agriculture, so I was like kind of a country bumpkin. And then I turned sixteen, and I was like, I'm taking this show to the city, and mm-hmm. I moved to Florida. So I kind of just grew up in uh, Daytona Beach, honestly, Daytona West Palm. I came back to Illinois in like 2008, and I still haven't figured out why, but I'm still here. Wow. <laughs> kind of like you and then uh, coming from New York and you're like it's like a time warp <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know like the like the music and the fashion is like a little bit like back in the past a little bit and everybody here has a full man beard you know beards are the thing here that's like I, I don't know if that's like taking over the tattoo phase like instead of getting tattoos they just get hairy like <laughs> I've seen some pretty fucking gnarly beards, though, dude. Like, I saw 
was this guy who had, and he was light skinned. Like I don't even know. Like he was, he's he he he's probably like a crossbreed between like several different uh, nationalities. But he had dreads in his beard, and he had Dallas Cowboy uh, ball, like Christmas balls, in his beard, and. <laughs> It was, like, all ratted up into a ball, and, like, I went over, and I was, like, can you just take a picture with me? And I, like, sat his beard on the low of my back and, like, cheesed for a picture. And mind you, I had absolutely nothing on because his nudes a pop in. So here I am, this dude just bent over with his beard, like, chilling on my back. <laughs> I'm sure he must have def- definitely got it through a lot of that. <laughs> like, how the heck did he unknot all that? Like, it was, it, it was cool. Everybody's like, I love your beard. <laughs> like, your beard rocked, man. <laughs> And it jingled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the only thing that jingled. <laughs> um, how would you describe yourself in terms of your attitude and personality? Because you seem like you're very open and very honest about everything. So how 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 do you describe yourself? I have a quote just from that my my attitude and my personality. Um, I learned long ago that, and I and the author is unknown because I've I've been like so many quotes and stuff in my head, but your attitude, not your aptitude, determine your altitude. So it doesn't matter how your day is, if your attitude's shitty, your whole day is going to be shitty. So I, my attitude's always positive, at least I try to be, even when I'm being negative, I'm like, right on, man, you know, like, you just kind of, there's too much negativity in the world, so I'm always positive. My attitude is always, I'm in it for the fun. You know, there's a lot of people that are in it to win it, and they get so down on themselves, and they don't win it. I'm, I'm there to go have fun. If I win, that's a bonus, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that you know... Here, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying no, that's that's open. That's really awesome that you really have an open attitude like that. And you know, because you know, you are grateful for what you have, and you're grateful for you know for what you can do. So that's really amazing. Because there's people out there that's just so bitter all the time, and they're just grumpy, and they go to work the normal shift, and then you know they're just miserable with their life. But you seem like you're very bubbly and very happy. So that's really refreshing to hear. Well, you find a job you love, you'll never work another day in your life. That's also another famous quote. I was, I, uh, it took some training from like you. You surround yourself by people who are better than you, so that you can be better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Always hang out with people who are smarter than you because you excel in that. I, I always heard that too. Ten percent more successful than the five main people you surround yourself. Yeah. Oh. So let me ask you, um, how you know, growing up in Illinois, and um, how did you get exposed to like the adult entertainment business? Like who, who ventured you out, or how did you get, you know, how did you get caught up in the business? Um, that actually happened to me in Florida, but it's because my I got married when I was sixteen, and um, my ex husband was. I'm and, and my daughter's 18 now, so I can just go ahead and say my ex-husband was a douchebag, and yeah. he left me for a stripper. And so after working, like, three jobs and still only having, like, daycare money and gas money, I'm like, what's on the other side of the fence? <laughs> wow. So I started dancing. I actually danced for, like, five years. I was one of the head girls in Daytona back when, like, I, I was, like, one of the main dancers at the Pink Pony in Daytona Beach where the freaking terrorists were at the night before September 11th. Imagine that mental. Oh, shit. That was some craziness. You were, like, walking around, and there was a tropical storm coming, too, so you didn't know, like, where, you really didn't know where your life was going. Oh, my God. It was crazy. God. But, um, I, I did that for, like, five years, and, and it was a blast, and, I mean, Vivid tried to recruit me back then, and I told him no, because... 
me in a space that I was a 19-year-old single mom at that point, and they wanted three grown men to take me across the shark-infested waters and bring me back to my kid alive, and I didn't trust them, so... Oh my God. I told everybody no back then, and then I went and ran a, a corporate job. I did uh, door-to-door sales for a very, very major marketing company. I've um, sold a lot of things, and I decided finally that I was sick of late products, and I was sick of a fabulous holes, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And he decided that in this occupation... I have, I mean, I am the product. I don't have to worry about it being late. They're still going to like the product. They're not going to yell at me for being late. Um, if I have to deal with an, an a-hole, then I get to choose which ones. And there's so many clubs spread throughout the country that, like, you know, if I'm sick of one spot, I can just move around. So I just came back to it, and I, I haven't regretted it. I regret what... The occupation itself has actually turned into with the lack of training and inspiration for other girls, but that's why I am doing what I'm doing and trying to kind of, you know, bring it back like to what to what it was meant to be. I think that September 11th, with the the money people not knowing what what to do with their money because they didn't know whether our world was still going to be the same world we lived in or not. Um, them taking kind of the break from spending kind of put girls in a predicament where they did things that they didn't want to do and took a lot of fantasy out of our jobs. Mm-hmm. It's time to put fantasy back. That's what no. I'm doing. Traveling the country, wearing outfits that people think I'm crazy for wearing and making people laugh and <laughs> inspiring girls to just be themselves and just do it. Yeah. You know how you said, you know, your body is where you make your money. Um, how do you take care of your body? Like, what do you do? you put into your body like you wouldn't people will drive across town to put good gas in their gas tank and then choke down on a mcdonald's sandwich right next door like you can't it it, i don't exercise a lot i honestly don't i have a lot of ailments in my body that sometimes even prevent me from walking properly but most of it's like your your diet you know like what you put in your body i don't i if I eat carbs, like I, I eat pancakes, I put plant protein in them. So there's some sort of um, nutrient coming into my body from that. I don't eat lettuce because that's basically like solid water. I eat spinach instead of lettuce. Like um, I eat a lot of chicken and fish, uh, the little packets of the, the uh, tuna fish. They have like all different flavored tuna fish. Yeah. I do a lot of that, a lot of fresh vegetables and fruits, but... Gotta get that protein. Pun intended sometimes. <laughs> um, what's the biggest misconception people assume from adult entertainers? Like, you know, people's like, oh, she's this, she's a slut, she fucks everybody, blah, blah, blah. What's the biggest misconception people have for adult entertainers? Um, I would say that you hit it right on the nail. Like, oh, okay. Uh, all the time tell me I'm a they, I actually the other day got a message in my inbox that said that I gave dancers a bad name because I put my body on the internet and good dancers don't do that but good house dancers don't do that yeah. <laughs> because they're loyal to their to their bosses you know what I mean but I am my own boss I make money off of my body like I I'm on several websites. I have voyeur sites that I enter into photo contests on. I, you know, you can win money in photo contests. Um, I do webcams. I do anything you could think of. I do, but 
the misconception is that I'm a whore, and it's so crazy because I haven't slept with anybody but myself since before Halloween, and that's been like eight months ago, right? Something oh. like that. Oh my God, are you serious? Yes. Yes. Oh. And it, yeah, exactly. And people are like, well, Rainer, you just got done hanging out at a naked festival. What do you mean he didn't get, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that that didn't happen there. It just didn't happen with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So um, you're not in a, currently in a relationship right now, are you? Uh, relationship? No. Really? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> There's a different ending. I honestly think that, that that the times have changed when it comes to relationships and that people should have build more of a friendship-based thing than, a, oh, I need you. And there's too much, like, people think that they need something to survive and they're too gained on that on that crutch to to stand up for themselves and do what they, what they were brought into this world to be. Like, they, you know, they just are, like, crutched onto something or someone and they, are, they never... That's, that's why there's so much bitterness and sadness. They never live up to their potential because they're worried about somebody else. And I think that, you know, back when they were trying to keep the women suppressed and, they and, and you know, the women weren't allowed to work, yes, then obviously the woman needed a man working in order to feed herself. But it's not that scenario anymore. And I think that, you know, honestly, it, it seems like the gender roles have kind of changed as far as, you know, what what sex is running, you know, and I, I don't know, I don't, I think that, you know, that's, it's an old school thing, I don't think that that's our time anymore, I think that, you know, people should focus on being the good that they want to see in the world, and you will eventually find someone that, that you can see the good in and be with as a partner, as a friend, as a confidant, but I don't, th- I think that relationship shit is for the birds that's cool um 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 what are your what are your fans like how like when they see you because you know you just went to nudes a poppin i'm sure you had a lot of fans over there um do they feel like they can just touch you like that or like try to hold you or something like how do you what reactions you get from them all of my fans run up and give me a hug because they know but they also know okay okay. so i I, my security guy I'm like, you are a magnet to my booty right now. I'm not kidding. Don't be like, you have to be like literally up my butt because if once I walk out from behind that fence, like it's like, it's like, okay, it starts with one or two and then four or five and then it ends up that I have this circle around me that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and then I'm like, get me out of here. (laughs) Like this is too much. Like I can take it from like three directions, but I can't take it from every corner because you know, like. Because people who are my fans, like, they respect me and they appreciate me and they know who I am. But people who want to be my fans, they just, they're like, you know, they, they don't have anything to restrain them from just what they want, you know. So you got to, I don't know, you got to kind of guard yourself there a little bit. Um, at News of Poppin, in particular, we do have escorts, so we don't have people, like, we have bodyguards. And, and we have bodyguards on our bodyguards, like, I'm not even kidding, like, when I walk out and the crowd starts coming around me, I'll notice that now there are, like, three or four yellow shirts in the crowd that say security that are, like, perimetering me, too. So, uh, News of Poppin is definitely an event that you're totally protected. You don't really have to worry about anything bad going on at News of Poppin. But my fans love it, like, because they love that I meet them with the same excitement that they meet me with. 
and and like that like it makes my day like I'm when I go out and someone recognizes me I feel so horribly that I don't know who they are because I'm like why are they so excited how do they know me did I give them a lap dance did they see a video like what is this excitement coming from you know and then like especially when they spot me and I have my children I'm like oh my gosh you know those things just run through your head and I'm like I have tried to look so much not like me when I go out. Like, I've tried to look like a bum. It doesn't work. I think they recognize me more when I try to look like a bum than when they do when (laughs) I don't. At least, maybe it's just that they feel more comfortable telling me that they recognize me when I look like a bum. Maybe that's what it is. Because I'll be, like, in my sweatpants and my hair up and, like, no makeup. And they're like, Taser! And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Children are... Um, how is it how is it like how is it like having kids and being in the adult entertainment business is it hard you know as as somebody who you know there's people who their parents are wrestlers or they're police officers but as an adult entertainer is is it any different i am sure that it, it could be um i'm i'm not the average entertainer and i know a lot it takes a broken individual to kind of come down our path and not a lot of them like are able to get off that brokenness. But, um, I, it definitely has a stigma stigma. My kids, I'm very, they don't know. I mean, they, they don't really know what I do, but they know that I dance. They know that sometimes, um, my work is not a kid, in a kid friendly environment, but they don't know that I'm like at the strip club or like, I'm going, you know what I mean? They don't know yeah. like the, the particulars of it mm-hmm. um they do know that mom gets all the cool stuff for her job <laughs> they yell at me for that because i'll be like got a bunch of balloon guns and like balloons, <laughs> and they're like what do you mean we can't play with this mom this is the cool stuff why do you get all the cool stuff for your job mm. um I, I i also have an 18 year old and she you know like she was raised by her dad, and he tried everything in his power to make me look like the most ratchet, horrible individual on the planet Earth, and she respects the shit out of me, and she wants to be a model, which scares me to oh, death, wow. because, you know, I think dancing in a club is a lot safer than modeling, because you don't have to worry about somebody taking you out to the woods with a camera and bringing you back, but, what? Oh, no. uh, so you're eight- I don't know. So you're 18... I said, so your 18-year-old was living with her dad, he was living with, she, she was living with him? Yeah, she, um, with her dad and stepmom, she was down there in okay. Florida for, she, she's a Florida baby, she don't want to come to the Midwest. <laughs> she came up here three times, she's like, it's not for me, mom. Yeah. Oh, man, and how, how, how good of a relationship you have with your kids? Are you, like, open, well, you pretty much are open and honest with them, right, about everything? I, my kids are so smart because, um, I answer their, their questions. Like, most parents are like, go to the other room, go play, because I said so. I answer my kids' questions. Mm-hmm. Um, my my eight-year-old is in second grade. She reads at a fifth-grade level. She has she just finally got her first B ever in this last year, and she had, like, a mental breakdown for, like, four days mm-hmm. over it. Um, you know, they're... I, I am super real with my kids, super honest with my kids. Every experience, um, every question, every everything is a learning. You know, like it's our job 
And people are like, wow, your kids, dude. And I'm like, well, the dog-eat-dog world and my kids will not be bitten. I guarantee you my kids will not be bitten because they know more about life than most people do. Honestly, like, you know, they'll see and they'll be like, wow, mom, that, that person's mom. I don't even... If they're at the bus stop, this girl was like, oh, if you ever need a babysitter, da-da-da. And my eight-year-old was like, mom, she yells at her kids, please do not ever have her babysit us. <laughs> you know? They know. Like, they, they know right from wrong, like, way more so than... And, and they're such realists. My, my youngest is very grounded. She uh, she will tell me, like, if I'm wearing, like, an undershirt that says CynthiaTaser.com on it, she'll be like, uh, that's inappropriate. We are going to a bowling party. You cannot wear that shirt. And I'm like, it's an undershirt. She'll be like, but I can still see it, Mom. You need to change, you know? Like, so they know. Like, they know what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. They know right from wrong. They know the processes. Like, uh, her teachers were saying, like, kids with her IQ usually can't get along with other children because they don't understand them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, these kids don't even understand me. What the heck? But my daughter will, like, break stuff down to the ridiculous. Like, and within five minutes, the kids, like, they've been basically using her as, like, a uh, teacher's assistant, except for she's a child. And they, they have found that that actually works better than having a teacher's assistant because when a kid doesn't understand a problem and a teacher comes in to help them with the problem, it's almost like they're still being reprimanded or something, so they just block out that learning. And with my daughter, they're like, she, comes, she brings the kids back within five minutes and they understand everything. Like, she breaks it down, I guess. And they, you know, like, I, I don't think it's bad to be a mother in this profession if that's, like, basically the ground point of the question it's just like what kind of mother are you in any profession you have to take that time out and it's not just because I said so you know like these kids need to know like they need to learn they need to my kid was four years old telling me that you can't put water on a grease fire because it will make it hotter most 13 year olds don't know that you know their kids their parents are like just get out of the kitchen go do something until I get dinner done you know yeah yeah, it, it, it's 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 hard though because you know people just yell at their kids instead of talking to their kids. So that's why a lot of kids come out fucked up because the way you treat your kids too. So that's a big major issue. Yeah, and it, it is really a major issue. You know, everybody's crying about oh this kid got shot. Well, this kid got shot. Well, take the time to talk to your kids. Teach them right from wrong. And it's not even a matter of right from wrong. It's teach them respect. You're not even respecting your children. When you give, um, you know, the time, when you don't even give them any of your time, you know, like, you, they need more than just, oh, I cooked for them, or I cleaned for them, or they have a roof over their head, like, you are the, their future, like, they learn everything from you, and if you're just a disgruntled individual, that's what you're gonna get, you know, and it, it's crazy, it, it's just crazy, I was gonna say something else, but I just, <laughs> baffles me that people just, you know, do not pay attention. They just don't care. Yeah. Um, I think that's the bottom line is they just don't care. Yeah. They're just living to live instead of living to enjoy life. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, what's the best part about being a mom? Unconditional love. I don't know. I, I got my ride or dies, you know. I know that regardless of what I go through, I'm not going through it alone. I know that, you know, like my eight or my 13 year old, the last two days, she knows that like I've been on tour for two, I usually only work like on Saturdays and I just went on tour for two weeks in Texas, got bronchitis because I was not, their pollen was not friendly to my lungs. 
then had to come back after like not being able to breathe for like a week and a half and do a major event in front of thousands and thousands of cameras and magazines. And so like the last two days, she's like literally woke me up to mom, do you want your back rubbed? <laughs> and then like when I went to bed, I thought she was our and she came in and she's like, mom, do you want your back rubbed? And I'm like, you know, like they're supportive of everything that I do. And you know, when, even when I'm down and like nobody else knows, they know and they don't, they don't like, you know, they don't dwell on that. They'll, they'll like try to find ways to make me happy. Like they'll do little things like, try, you know, color me a picture or be like, hey mom, I did the dishes or, you know, they, they pick up on that. And so just, I think the main thing of not having the drama of being with someone, but still not being alone is probably, and then seeing your, your work, like when, when my kid, for instance, I, I did, uh, I, I used to write a mechanical bowl yeah. topless and we did like a family friendly one um at trucks gone wild which is like girls gone wild except for with monster trucks <laughs> and these cool. two guys were like standing outside, like trying to like pedal votes and the one and they had obviously been drinking well they're asking my two kids and my kids are like we didn't even see the parade we can't vote for you like <laughs> how, how are we gonna vote for your truck we didn't even get to see the trucks we're not gonna just do that and so then the guys, like, targeted in on me, and then, like, after me telling them no for the third time, my, my eight-year-old, which was seven at the time, walks in between me and the dude, and she looks him straight in the face and says, back off. Wow. Moments like that. And then he goes, um, is this your mom? And she goes, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, but I said, back off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Leave my mom alone. I don't awesome but when they when i see them and they know they can just they they can discern right from wrong and just be like um no we got her back and you need to move on down the road like that just that that just makes your day you know when they stand up and when they do something that you're proud of it's it's there's no other feeling like there's no other feeling like it yeah um what i think my daughter needs to be <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the most traumatic experience you've ever had? Hmm. I don't know because there's a lot of um, you have to have thick skin in our industry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, um, I mean, I've been through, like, my life has been very lived. Let's just say, like, I mean, I've I've had um, anything from uh, two young, because I'm a country girl, too. Like, I've had, you know, I've had to hold my 1,200-pound horse down while we put, like, 30 staples in its leg. I've had... Um, Guys I've blocked on Facebook show up at a club five hours away the next day. <laughs> I've had um, bent over on a wall and someone just took it upon themselves to, to lick me um, that I thought was like four feet away from me. Um, oh my God. I don't know. Like there's... I've lived. I've definitely... You know, I've seen so much. I mean, I'm 35, so... Yeah, you know, they say... I've been to a lot of... Yeah, you know how they say 35 is the new 25, so... (laughs) 
I believe it. Nah. I believe it. I was so scared to turn, oh my goodness, from the time I was 27 until I was 30, I thought for sure when I turned 30, I was going to die. Yeah. Like, I was just instantly going to get all these wrinkles and gray hair out of nowhere. I don't even know what I was thinking. But I'm telling you, I look way better now than I did when I was 27. <laughs> I guess you know what it is because you come to that maturity level where this is how you're going to look at pretty much for not the remainder of your life, but until you get to the mid mid midway point of like late 50s and everything so this is pretty much what you you know what you're going to look like until you hit a certain you know couple of decades later you know of how you're going to look like but you know i think you know we all find ourselves huh go ahead no i was gonna say we all find ourselves no i was gonna say we all find ourselves later on in life like looking a certain way having your own style like it, it takes like a good 40 40 years i guess to come to your own because in your 20s and like early 30s you're still pretty much you know like madonna you're you're a chameleon you keep you know having different styles you're gonna look this way then you're gonna look this way in another 10 years so i just think like you're right like the, at the mid like 30 to 40 range is where you come to your own identity Yes, and I thought for sure that that was at like 27. 27, I thought was like my primus, prime year, and I really loved that year. But because um, then it was like 27 to 30, I thought I was for real. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it past 30, you know. And I think that after that, you do realize that, you know, you've, you've got a lot of prime left, and you just you, and you start playing around with it. And like, you know, like two years ago, my hair was Walmart blue. Like literally, my whole head was Walmart blue, and it was awesome. And mm. you know, every 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 time someone sees me, they're like, "Dude, you look better than you did last time." You know, so it's like it's still it's still going. You know, mm. I definitely think that uh, forty is the new thirty for sure. Because I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't even think I'm scared to hit forty. But I'll let you know in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> No. 37. But you know how people say age is nothing but a number? It pretty much is. You know, you probably will get a few more gray hairs later on, but it's pretty much the same thing. Unless you color your hair like yeah. I do, and then you have to worry about the gray ones. I'm sure they're in there. <laughs> so, you know, you, you know, with, <laughs> talking to you, True. you know. <laughs> I said, you know, you had a lot of accolades from, you know, Miss Exotic Wisconsin, Miss Exotic Hardest Body and Best Legs model. You know, you've done so many things. Um, what's the what, what is your best feature and what is the best thing you have done so far in your professional career? Um, well, I have to say that there are four features that my fans commonly say are my best uh legs obviously i won four trophies for best legs last year i won the miss exotic united states best legs i won best legs at nudes to poppin last year i won best legs at the national championships last year and i was deemed michigan state best legs i also got a lot of comments on my back so on my booty yeah <laughs> my lump. yeah because um, <laughs> it's i mean it's it's still squishy. Everything else on me is firm and my butt's squishy and that's how it's supposed to be. So, like, people are like, yes. Um, my eyes. And the last one would be my tenacity. But I think that my tenacity is probably the one that, like, gets me through most of my stuff. Um, legs was the it was the deal last year. Uh, four times. I was, like, I was like, I can just wake up and win this. 
It's awesome. Yeah. I lost this year, but the girl I lost against um, Nikki Softskin got best legs this year, and I know that last year, uh, probably the only reason that I got it last year is because she was busy having babies, because <laughs> they were looking at us both the year before that, and I think she won the year before that, too, so I'm going to have to start working on my legs. Yeah. Uh, well, um... I'm going next year, or next month to Vegas to compete for my titles, to reclaim my titles, so hopefully that goes over better than the Nudes of Pop and Event did, because no. that's where I got... Um, that's the Miss Exotic United States competition. So Best Legs, Hardest Body, and Miss Exotic Wisconsin. So I know I'm up for, for the money this year, um, getting a run for it, that's for sure. Yeah. It's an international competition, and we have a lot of girls this year. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about the industry, the adult industry. Well, I, I guess any industry, there's always, like, the next flavor of the bump. There's always something new. How do you stay relevant and keep yourself, like, relevant with people? And, you know, how, like, how do you keep yourself, how do you keep your longevity? Um, well, I have learned that out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um, so you definitely have to keep yourself fresh and constantly going. Like, I know that my Facebook is, like, phenomenal as far as, like, networking and stuff, but I need to pick up on my other social medias, and I realize that every time I get blocked off of Facebook, which I currently am in Facebook jail, <laughs> this time I didn't even mean to. I have worked so hard to avoid Facebook jail, but, and I knew they were going to do it to me, but I, that was that tenacious, like, who's going to block me on the 4th of July? Uh, yeah, somebody who obviously was not drinking or watching fireworks totally did. Um, I was like, can you just go hang out with your family or something? <laughs> they blocked me on Facebook on the 4th of July. But I was doing, I went live for my fans, and I guess that now they're on, like, a copyright infringement kick. Instead, they figured out that, you know, people are going to post the obscene pictures, so now they're going after copyright, and which really bugged me because I'm like, I could pick up a guitar and plagiarize the crap out of songs, and all these people are still on their Facebook plagiarizing songs, singing them like they own them. But I danced to whatever song was playing in the background, and since I didn't own it, they put me in big timeout for 30 days. Like, I seriously did not mean Everybody's like, what'd you do this time? And I'm like, no. Like, I figured out my way around all that other stuff. I have too hot for Facebook, so now not only do I post inappropriate pictures on Facebook legally and permittably, but I also get paid for it. So, yeah. Like, if anybody has a modeling career and they want to provide adult content to their Facebook fans, look up Cynthia Taser, message me. I will give you a link and get you started and help you make some revenue off of posting those indecent pictures without getting blocked. You will not get blocked. I've been doing it for months and I had there's a legal team that figured out all the jargon of Facebook and we stay up with their jargon so I always get paid for posting inappropriate photos no more censorship it's censored but then they have to since they have to click on it to go to the page and then click on it to show that they're 18 then it's it's appropriate oh you also do a blog talk you also do a blog talk radio show as well right tell the people about that just started my blog talk radio show it's 
Taser Time Radio, T A Z E R, because you gotta have me and I'm backwards. Taser Time Radio. <laughs> um, so, Blog Talk Radio backslash Cynthia Taser is actually the handle, but you can look up Taser Time Radio on Facebook and find all the stuff too. I'm getting ready to upload some of our shows onto a YouTube account as well. I <clears throat> just started it. I actually just did our sixth show. Um, our, by the time of our fifth show, and I think only three of those, three of the five were live. We um, had already reached 18 countries, so I'm kind of excited about it, you know, just looking at those statistics. Um, I, I thought it was kind of weird that, like, my my fan club is, like, from the 55 to 65, like, 80% of my listeners are either from, like, 55 to 65. I thought, thought that was kind of different because I figured that I portrayed, like, I would have, with the subjects that I've been doing, figured that it would be more of you know, my age and younger as far as a group of listeners, but it's not. Um, we've done, of course, the first show was about myself, kind of just an introduction into who I am. Um, then we did a show about nudes of poppin', and we were supposed to cover beta breakers too, which we did barely at the very end. Nudes of poppin' is a very, very um, sought-after event. Like, it's very happening. There's a lot of people that want to talk about it, and I've been going for five years, so... Um, you know, a lot of people know me and want to talk about it, but we did a nudes of poppin and then we, I gave my graphics guy some highlight and he brought like five or so of his guests on to the show and kind of gave them some spotlight as well. And, um, we had, uh, a race car driving chick and, uh, producer, record label, modeling agency, and a couple of other people on, um, we got to talk about, like, one guy, he was, before he started partnering with my graphics dude, he did, uh, eating contest, I was like, I don't know, what's the first thing that pops into your mind when you think about an eating contest, what would, what would you think of a contest of eating what? From, I'm being from New York, the hot dog eating contest? Yes, that's the first thing I thought of too, and I don't know. And happy and national hot dog day was on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but that's the first thing I. And so I'm like, I didn't want to like pull it out of him, but I ended up the first. So he was eating brats. He was like, if you eat hot dogs like that, you would get so sick. Oh. Like, but we he was eating brats. So I was like, how ironic. That was like oh. the first thing that popped in my head. Brats. Like, I'm thinking about hot dogs too. <laughs> like, are, are you a fan of brats? Like, I, I've had brats here, but I'm not really a fan. Um, you need to go down to Mr. Beef. Mr. Have you been to Mr. Beef in Chicago yet, downtown? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, you definitely. The Italian beef sandwiches down there are good. I don't know about brats. I don't like anything that has casing. Yeah. I guess the brats more than the hot dogs, but like the hot dogs and the, or the brats and the sausages, how they have like the casing on the outside that's yeah. basically like an intestinal wrap. I can't do it. It's too chewy and I know what it is. Oh. How about... How about um um a brat that's like soaked in beer and grilled because pe- you know people in Wisconsin say you had a real brat is it's soaked in beer and and then you eat it. Yeah, beer is good for cooking. Um, in Florida, they cook crab legs in beer. Oh really? I never beer even. Beer is definitely good for cooking. Wow. Um, how many? I used to boil crab legs a lot actually too. It's better. It's better. Wow. How many states have you visited? Oh, 
Oh my goodness. I've been all up and down the East Coast, literally. Probably everything from Iowa south and east, and then Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, all of that east, too. Honestly, probably the entire East Coast. The only thing that I've visited in the West, further than Missouri or Texas, is um, Vegas. Like, uh, Nevada. But, other than that, it's all East Coast. I've never been out of the country. Never been out of the country. I just, my Texas tour was um, Club Maximus in uh, Wichita Falls in Victoria, Texas. They bring uh, famous features down like every other week or something. They have like a lot, a lot of girls come down. So if you ever want to watch a feature and you're in the South, that's where you go. Maximus. Yeah. Is there any particular dance moves that's your coup de gras? Like, you know, that's like your signature move. Do you have any particular moves that's your, like, do you do like a famous split or any type of special feature? I do this, like, um, I don't know, it's hard to explain it, where it's like a four or five part move, but it's funny because, like, girls will come up to me when I, like, come back to that area, and they'll be like, dude, I've been trying to get that down, I can't figure it out, (laughs) but, um, I would say the one where you do, like, the crisscross, I don't, I don't even know the names of all the pole moves, I just am... I just get up and dance with passion, and I don't really, I don't really do a lot of pole. I mean, I do compared to other people, but I don't know what the names of them are, and I try to come up with stuff that other people aren't doing because I'm not. I don't know. I always go against the grain, but I would say that one that I would love to be able to do, but I don't think that my spine will ever allow me to do is the Iron X. That thing's pretty badass. What is that? And that's where. That's. I want to do it with my feet, though. Like, I want to have my feet on the pole. And I think I think if I did it with my feet on the pole, then I would be able to accomplish it because um, I'm pretty sure, like, I know I have tennis elbow on one arm and a tendon that needs to be reattached to my hand wow. on my finger. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm getting carpal tunnel now because of, like, doing the pole tricks. And, like, I'm a bigger girl. I'm, like, 140 pounds. I'm not a bigger girl. I'm tall, but I'm yeah. solid. And so it takes more for a person, my physique, to do the stuff that some of these little bitty girls be, like, all over the place. But it, you take – you're basically completely, like, off the pole. Like, your arms are on the pole, and then you're kind of just hanging out in the middle of nowhere. Like like an X, except for you're you're crossing at your midsection. You can think of the pole being straight up and down, and then you're like completely sideways. So if you were holding on to a pole and a hurricane came by, and you could imagine you like flying sideways, that'd be Iron X. <laughs> oh my god, that's so insane. Um, is there any adult entertainer that's been an inspiration for you, like you look up to or anything like that? There is a lot of them. Um. And it's so awesome that they're humble and willing to help you learn. Like, Nudes of Poppin' is the the best event ever for that. Like, if you want to learn or you want to be inspired, go there even just as an individual. If you're wanting to start pole athlete classes or something, because they do a pole competition. You'll get to see a lot of different stuff. 
but these girls, like, they literally take the time out to help other girls, and we're, we're a naked family, pretty much, you know, we understand each other, we go through the same thing, we're constantly on the road with no family, because we're traveling from club to club, featuring, and they take the time out, I would say, <laughs> Coyote J Von Diva is definitely my uh, one of my girls that I not only look up to, but I also hang out, like, we are, we're the wild girls of new to pop in yeah. actually wild girls of america we just are wild and blonde and fun and fun and fun um <laughs> so it's simone and i'm not even gonna say her last name because <laughs> i know i'm gonna mess it up um, <laughs> look up simone she i if you go to cynthia taser on facebook after august 4th because i'm still in time out i will post pictures of them or i can send them to you but simone naomi knight she is an it should be an inspiration to every freaking female everywhere she has won so many awards so many awards she is banging banging body Looks like a, literally a Barbie, and she has like eight grandchildren. She is phenomenal as far as like inspiration. She took the time out of her day, like on her wedding day, to tell me it was okay that I camp with her at Nudes Popping because I was like, dude, I'm like getting over some pollen in my lungs. Like I can't breathe, and I my RV broke down, and I'm not staying in a tent because I will die for real. I still can't breathe, and she took time out of her wedding day to message me back and be like yeah she married some really hot guy who's like on the magic mike show so i'm telling you if you want inspiration naomi knight she definitely somebody who, who inspires ruby Ryder, another very positive she sells um some pussy energy drink she's another very positive um isis hayes is out of wisconsin ruby Ryder and isis hayes are both out of wisconsin up at the green bay area oh okay um and puerto rican princess zuma that girl will just walk in and everybody will bow down i promise you she is called princess zuma for a reason she won the glow show she is so hot she is so friendly she is so happy all the time even when she's mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, being an adult entertainer, people say adult entertainers would, will do anything. Is there something that you wouldn't do? Probably everything. <laughs> I don't think I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do, but uh, you could probably monetarily make me want to do it. Or <laughs> oh. like, That's what gets me, like, I, I mean, like, I still have my limits, but... I mean, I do webcams, so people are like, what do you do in your cams? I'm like, anything you want within reason. I will, Just tell me what you want, and I'll tell you whether I will or will not do it. Because I'm very open-minded. Um, I'm very unjudging. Like, I don't... I, it's not my job. It's not my job. <laughs> I didn't know Jesus was hiring, but apparently he has a whole crew down here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, there's, I, I do a lot. I mean, I've done a lot. I've done... I've done a lot. <laughs> I've done DP. Like I'm, I'm in. I'm a sinner. I'm a happy sinner. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> um, um, what's the best part of like in your business? Because you know you're somebody who gives back to the fans. Because somebody you just said somebody could have like a webcam with you and I guess just see you and you know get their jollies off or whatnot. But you know, um, is there a lot? Is, is there a lot left? for you in the um, adult entertainment business like do you see an end point or do you see yourself going in the business until you're like your 50s and and you know 50s or 60s like do you see yourself continuing this long um i just i i probably will because like these fans you know and my biggest fans like they're people who are single they don't have they don't have anyone else like I've literally decided that I'm anti-relationship shit, as I was to do earlier, from here on out, because, like, these people are, are my family, like, and they, you know, they they take care of me. If I'm if I'm upset, they'll be like, hey, look at your PayPal, and there'll be, like, $100 in my PayPal, and they're like, go get a pedicure and stop your attitude from being negative, and so, like, I don't think that, I mean, I don't think I could live without them, and I don't think that they would want to live without me either, and I just don't... I don't feel like that's fair, you know, because of the amount of dedication, like, both ends have in on it for me to just be like, oh, I'm going to retire. So even if I do, I think I'm still going to be in contact with these people, you know, because they're like, you've made friendships with some of them I've never even ever seen, you know, but you make you make that friendship and they it's like, you know, if you lost your best friend, you would have a void there. And why should anybody have to do that? I think that honestly, I will until until I'm done, because I don't see, I don't see me meeting anybody that's worth giving up everything I've got to be on that same page with that one person, you get what I'm saying, like, these people are my friends, they've been my friends for like five years, six years, you know, they've been my confidant, they've been the people who pick me up when I'm down, like, I just don't, I don't see me telling them to bug off that I'm gonna be happier without them, I don't see that happening. Wow. Um... And also, um, uh, you know, you have kids yourself. Um, if your older daughter said she wanted to be in the business, was this, was this, would you be okay with it? Oh, as I told you, she already said she wants to be a model, and I'm already yeah. not okay with that. But as I said, also, Jesus isn't hiring. It's my job yeah. to love my child because regardless of what she wants to do, she's gonna. She has my blood. She's gonna do it anyway. Yeah, she has um, your. She has your blessings, regardless, right? That's I, that's the definition of a mother, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah. I think people just don't understand what it means to be a mother. You know, the ones that are like throwing their kids to you could just shut up and get out of the kitchen, and you know what I mean. I just it, there's so many people who they'll start down a bad road, and their bad road would not be near as bad if they had blessings from their family. You know, like you know maybe yeah maybe they're they're stripping, but you know what they're not on drugs. But if they're stripping and they don't have any sort of moral support because their entire family told them to fuck off, they're going to end up on drugs, I promise you. Yeah. You know? So I, I would never abandon my children, regardless of what they decided to do. But I, And I can't say that I wouldn't help them pursue it. I don't like the thought or idea of it, and I don't even like that I even said that on radio especially. But I, I don't think that... You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't want them to end up down the wrong way of doing it. Because mm -hmm. there's definitely a wrong way of doing it, I think. But I, w I would never tell anybody what my thoughts of the wrong way were. You know, I don't know. I don't even. I don't. I don't think. I'm, I would not be happy about it. I would definitely not be happy about it. I, w I would probably rather do some sort of like 
you know, get my kids to, if they want to feature, like, and not strip, do some sort of, like, I mean, they have acrobatic artists and stuff. Like, they don't have to take their clothes off. I would I would push them that direction as much as I could, you know. And I, I've definitely told my 18-year-old I'm very adamant about her never taking her clothes off. So, I don't know. It, it's not my... I, no, matter, no matter what my opinion is of it, it's not something I can stop. Because if I tell them that they can't, they're going to want to worse. Because that's just my bloodlines <laughs> like mm. you know I, everybody in my family has never punched a time clock they either own their own business or you know so they're they're very strong blooded individuals and they're going to do what they want but they also know what I've gone through and like how my life is not easy like because of my kids like when I travel I have to find a babysitter not only do I have to find a sitter but I have to find somebody that I trust with my kids with for two or three days at a time so they know, like, it's not it's not an easy route. My 8-year-old wants to be a pop star singer. She wants to be a singer. And she sings all the time and always has. Mm. She actually, for the last two days, has been arguing with me and a piece of paper and a pen. Because I haven't written anything on the piece of paper with the pen. Because she wants me to write her a song so that she can sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> sing a time. Just go sing a song. She's, no, Mom, you need to write a song for me. So... She definitely wants to be a pop star. Uh, my middle daughter wants to be a teacher. And she, they both know that relationships, uh, my youngest thinks that boys are a distraction from, from your goals in life. And my middle daughter said that boys are gross. And she wants to adopt children because she wants kids. My youngest one doesn't. She said if she ever does, she would adopt. But they don't, you know, I don't know. Wow. The one wants to be a school teacher and adopt children. The other one wants to be a pop star. So, so far, I'm in good waters. Really? A pop star? She does. She wants to be She wants to be a famous singer. And I've already explained to her that that's a part-time job and that a lot of famous singers don't get famous unless they write their own music. So she even went to where she was writing like a song a day in a journal because she understands that she's going to have to write her own music. So she's been she's been like writing she's been writing music she's been singing she's been she's been doing it but i mean, she she also knows that she has to find something else and so her other thing was she wants to be uh she wants to be a trick writer at a rodeo sweet oh wow that's definitely in the bloodlines too <laughs> that's a very interesting I career state for cattle sorting in 2012 so my kids know how to ride and that my youngest daughter's actually been getting fucked off of horses mm. since she was like nine months old and she even took like a big I, I think I probably would have fallen off if if this horse would have went off like the one did with her and she made it like a good 40 yards up a big steep hill and when she was like four had to get on back on another horse and ride for like an hour and a half out of the woods and she still wants to be a trick rider it's wow. crazy wow um I good I was gonna say hopefully no adult in my family other than the one 18 year old wants to be a model hopefully the yeah. rest of it's easy sailing and I don't have to live the question that you asked me <laughs> <laughs> oh man um I'm just I, you know I have to ask a few questions for the fans out there um what's Cynthia's favorite sexual position um well I used to really really like anal but my ex-boyfriend I think kind of fucked that up I don't know. I uh, I am 
passive aggressive. So it'll be like a rolling mess. Like I like to be on top and then I don't want to be on top. And like, I just, I don't know. I want it interesting. I don't think there's really any favorite position if you're doing it right. Yeah, that's, that, that's true. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, um, do you prefer like different, different scenarios and like in the business working and everything? Like, um, do you feel like the business has, do you feel has a business change in, in the industry, like for better or for worse? Oh, but as I was touching before, like there's definitely, definitely been a big transition in the industry since September 11th, and it's it's saddening. And um, I mean, I think there's a group of girls, and I and I heard that from more than one person at Nudes a Poppin. So I'm hoping that maybe I can inspire a, a group of girls to. Maybe help with, like, the outreach that is already out there, but in an inspirational way instead of a judging way. Because I know that a lot of girls, they won't... A a lot of it has to deal with they are brought into an environment. Um, The the club manager says, I'm going to have to audition you. They don't train them what the audition is. They just say, go get on stage and take your clothes off. The girl's fucking scared to death. And so, to not scare her as much, she takes a couple of drinks. Well, then she ends up needing those couple of drinks to do what she did the first time. And then, eventually, the drinks aren't enough. And then, eventually, it's it's crazy. So, I think that maybe, like, there needs to be some sort of training across the board. Instead of just pushing it under the bridge like it's a bad job, I think that there needs to be more, like, Instead of just pull videos, like mental, because it's more of a mental job than anything. You not only have to think that you're good enough, but then you have to think that you're good enough to be better than everyone else in the room, because in some clubs, you're working against 40 other individuals. Um, Like Chicago, when I go to work, there's always like 40 girls, which I love, because then it takes a spotlight off of me, and I can just actually be me. But, um, you know, that's a big, that, that in itself is a big mental overcoming for a girl who just walked off the street and it's her first day. I have 39 season vets that I have to go against. So what's going to make me better, you know? And I mean, that's just one mental struggle. So I honestly think that the girls definitely need more training, you know, so that they don't end up in the downward spiral that has become our industry of, I mean, come on, it's, it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And that's been the country, that's been art across the board. But I think that, with more training, it would be a better industry. Saying that, not saying that sex, drugs, rock and roll isn't a good thing because it definitely is. It's where a lot of our entertainment comes from. But I think that the industry has growing that it can do. I think that it was better at one point in time, but that doesn't mean that we can't get it back. I think that as far as like pole dancers and stuff like that, everything has evolved into a good thing. But as far as like the overall morale, the way customers view girls, the way girls view themselves. Like, I think that there definitely can be improvements, and I look forward to being one of the people who inspire those improvements yeah. without having any, any like, negative impact. <clears throat> what I was saying is that a lot of times when girls go to try to get help for, like, okay, so since they're not trained, they rely on drinking, which ends up being not enough, so they go into drugs. I think that 
if there were like a dancer refuge instead of like, because if you go to drug help, the first thing they're going to tell you is to quit dancing. But that's somebody's passion. If they if they're into it, it like that's their passion. They're not going to quit. Like you can rehab yourself and still be in that environment if you have the right support system. I think. And so that's I had talked about doing some sort of like like purchasing a home out in the middle of nowhere and providing transportation, but because there's like the boyfriend abusers because these girls see different kinds of males like all the time and have the world like promised to them it takes like a very assertive person who doesn't understand the word no who's continuously like and they're alpha to actually attract a girl and so they end up in all these like bad relationships too so between those two like the first thing anybody would say if you needed help between those two scenarios would be that you had to quit your job and these girls aren't going to want to quit their job. And so I think that there needs to be another different form of refuge for, for the ones who can't handle it, like on that level. There just needs to be more training overall. Yes. The industry has went to crap since September 11. It has a lot of potential and there are a lot of girls who are doing very, very well at the, in the industry. But as far as the number of patrons that go in anymore and this the quality, I think that there's a lot of improvement and hopefully I can be one of the many who cause a wave of success to come back through in a in shine a positive light. Yeah. And um my my final question for you, Cynthia, is what would the Cynthia of today tell the Cynthia of yesterday? You should have done it. You should have done it. I wanted to be everything that I am today, and I know that I would be much, much more, but I worried about what everyone else thought, what everyone else is going to say. No matter what, do what you only live once. They're going to be mad at you for being good, too good, and they're going to be mad at you for being too bad. It doesn't matter what you do. Someone is going to fucking hate on you somewhere, somewhere, some why, somehow. It doesn't matter what you do. Do what you want to do. Do what you love. Do it to every extent that you can. Do it to your own guidelines. Like, you have your own personal boundaries. Don't let anybody push those. But do you. Just do you. Like, you have you have to because I would be retired already and all of my goals would have been met had I not taken, you know, this many years to pause or, like, every time you get a boyfriend and then they want to, like, lock you in a closet so no one else can see you because you're this treasure that now everybody – that. That they want it because everybody else wanted it, but now they don't want nobody else to want it. You know, just do you. Focus on your goals. You won't see obstacles if you focus on your goals. You know, once you accomplish the things you want to accomplish in life, don't worry about finding somebody else to share it with. But do you. Do you. Definitely do you. Because in the end, you come in alone and you go out alone. The whole middle part is for you to learn that you can do it on your own. Just do it. It doesn't matter what they think doesn't matter what they say. They're going to think and say what they want anyway, regardless of what you do. I'm telling you that I used to teach Sunday school, and I got made fun of because I was the good D2 shoe. And it, you're going to, it's going to be there. So do you. Yeah. Um, that's I always a- about what my family was going to think. And you know what? My grandmother, has, it gives me her blessing now. Wow. It took a while, but they come around. You know, you can't live your life with regrets, and they're your own regrets to live with if you do have them. So just do you. Wow. 
You know, that's that's awesome advice, Cynthia. And, you know, I respect everything you do. I know people have their naysays about the adult industry, but hey, you know, you're providing for your family, you're providing for yourself, and you're making a living out of it. And it's something you're passionate about and something you're doing. So more power to you. I was taught by millionaires, find a job you love, you'll never work another day in your life. Yeah. I have people all the time now, even people who I hire to help me, tell me, oh, I gotta go, <laughs> on Monday, they're like, I gotta go back to my real job where I work for my money, and I'm like, oh, so you don't get paid to party and have fun? That must fucking suck. <laughs> That's so real, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me laugh when people are like, you need a real job, I'm like, do you know how fucking hard that you, no. I I don't even think that I could handle a real job. Like, I've had um, major businesses try, because I'm very good at marketing, and I've made a name for myself in the corporate world as well during the the years that I took off, where they try to get me to quit doing what I'm doing now so that I can go get a real job. And I'm like, you don't understand that I used to work 90 hours a week, and now I work whatever hours I want, which ends up being like 90 hours a week if you add, like, all the time I'm on Facebook talking to all my fans and to doing photo shoots and the radio and scheduling and all that. Like, I still work the same amount of hours, but it's not work to me because it's in my pajamas or lack thereof in my bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going when it's 105 degrees out across town, risking a flat tire in a car accident to listen to somebody bark at me for 10 hours a day for the whole week, you know? Like, the real job. That one always cracks me up. Wow. It's crazy, you know, it's crazy that you have all these influences from like millionaires and um it's funny cuz you're your own you're your own brand. Your name Cynthia Taser, it's its own brand and you know, you you're just putting your name out there and the accolades you've won and you know the the road you've taken is is just amazing and it's just phenomenal and you know, you're going to have a lot of great success Cynthia. So it's it's it, it, it's it's amazing watching you ride and soar. The one thing that I would say that I did learn from them that I play into my life every day and you can ask, I mean, I do, I do fundraisers for like the wounded veterans, um, because you got to think about like what they go through and how hard it is to live normally after that. Like us as dancers, I kind of, not that we did that same fight, but it's kind of the same scenario. People just don't really understand us as an adult entertainer and why this would be what we want to do. Those veterans, like, I do I do a lot of fundraisers and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just use a filler word. So, okay, so that's where I was going. Uh, they told me that you will become successful helping other people become successful. So it's not just about me. And as I said, you know, like, I've been wanting to inspire. Like, I've learned that you don't live your life to impress. You live your life to impress upon all the time I have people, and this is what keeps me going, people message me and they're like, I was so upset and I just didn't even have anything to live for and I started talking to you and I watched your post and everything's so happy and everything's so good and then you talk back to me and it gives me something to look forward to during the day, like you saved me from wanting to kill myself. I get those messages. I get I get girls saying, I didn't know that, you know, I could actually do that um you know because a lot of girls they have to pay like a hundred dollars a night to work somewhere and as a feature you get paid to come and put on a party and they you know like that inspires them 
sensational features is who I do um, book through. So if any of you are club members or club owners or uh, you want me to come to a club near you, sensational features uh, booking agency is the one to go through for getting me to your location. But helping others become successful is how you become successful. That's why I was like, definitely, I will come on your show. Um, I'll, I'll do whatever shows as long as <laughs> not like editing it out to say that I did stuff with animals or some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, that, that's, 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 that's very cool though, Cynthia, you know, you're, you're so awesome and you're so easy to talk to, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Do you have any other juicy questions for me? No, no, that's it. I pretty much keep it tamed. You know, I just wanted to talk to you about your career and everything. But, you know, it, it was awesome, man. You're so awesome. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad to have been able to come on your show. I will definitely be promoting it. Um, make sure that you guys check out Taser Time Radio, uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash Cynthia Taser. You can Google me for anything. Cynthia Taser will find a lot of stuff. If you do want to do a cam show, though, I don't know what I did on that. I think I made a profile, and then I couldn't log back into it, and no one responded to me, so I made another one. So I'm on myfreecams.com, but you have to look look me up backwards. You have to look up Taser Cynthia for that. That's the only one that comes up weird. Um, Find me on Too Hot for Facebook, uh, free adult pictures. You just have to... Put two clicks into it. Tell them you're 18. Yeah. Oh, and and that's pretty much it, right? That's pretty much where people can find you and want to look for you? Yes, every social media. Um, If you have one that you want me to be on, if there's an industry site that that they do competitions, if there's a magazine, anything you guys want me to do, I'll do it for my fans. Like, you know, help me out with the links because I'm going to share those links with other people too. So I'll definitely... Uh, you know, help boost up the visuals on there. But I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I do have a premium Snapchat. So if you want the behind the scenes, um, that's $75 one time go to go premium. I do a lot of, uh, like I know that I had Snapchats with a bunch of my girls, like Coyote, Javon Diva, and Princess Zuma. I think we're on my adult Snapchat this weekend. Oh, okay. Wow, so you're everywhere. Cynthia is everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Exotic Wisconsin, Cynthia Taser, thank you for coming on. Thank you. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.